hello welcome back um so we're still on this wedding planning and this is part three okay um we took a break um after part one we took a break again after part two because like i said it's a bit lengthy and i felt like maybe you wanted to use the restroom for a bit you wanted to take water you wanted to stretch a bit or anything so that's why we took a little break i also took a little break so yes we're back to continue right so um we've said so much already we are currently in the fourth month um where we are planning for this year hey your amazing wedding that is coming up right um, so let's continue right now. Haven't given clarity to the vendor. We've talked about your cake. Um, so the next thing we should talk about now, this is still four months before the wedding is buying your wedding band. Now, this wedding band is a joint choice as well. You're to decide what type of band you want to have with your spouse, right? And do your sampling and sizing ahead. Purchase it and keep so, um, for some people, what you can do is, um, so a lot of us, we don't actually know what our ring sizes are. So, um, you can get a ring, just a normal ring. It might not be like just a normal ring. If you're not sure that fits your um finger and you can use that maybe to give it to the person that is going to create the ring for you. Or if you're trying to purchase it and maybe you, um, one of you is going to buy the ring. If it's not something that is going to be gotten in the location where you are at, you can give them as a sample and they can use that to get what will be your exact size. But you can choose what you prefer the most. What kind of ring do you want? A white, um, white gold or, you know, the yellow gold, whatever it is that you want, you can decide you want a diamond ring, you want a big stone, you want a flat stone. Whatever kind of ring you want, you can decide ahead of time. But please, when you're making the choice for your wedding band, please allow some space um, for you. As you know, sometimes pregnancy actually affects our ring sizes, you know, um, especially if it's a band that maybe you'll be spending a fortune on. Um, you want to make sure that it's not something that after the first pregnancy, you cannot wear it anymore. Except, of course, if you have a policy, there are people that every year during the anniversary, they get to change their wedding band. So if that's your plan, oh, that's all fine and well. But if that's not your plan, you feel like, hey, this is diamond, like real proper diamond that I'm getting for this wedding. And I don't think I want to be changing ring every time. Maybe your own policy says after 10 years, you're going to change your wedding band. You want to make sure that there is provision for just in case um, your fingers expand a bit maybe from pregnancy or any other thing sometimes i mean we just gain some weight and all of that so that can come up so you want to make sure that your ring sizing is properly done so that um you don't wear something that doesn't fit now i'm not saying you're gonna get a very loose ring that if you shake your hand like this the thing will fall off no but there is how they can um, do it for you that the sizing is not too tight. It's not something you have to really force, you know, for it to come into your hand. Do you understand? And then your husband, so hey, he won't always look that way. Have you even noticed it? That most times um, when men get married, I don't know what we these women, we usually do to them. But after a while, you see that they just put on some weight. Maybe it's rest of mind. I don't even know what to call it. But they put on some weight and all of that. And some of them, hey, the bands may not end up sizing them anymore. So you want to make sure that, you know, um, he also, his sizing is right. And so that that is also in place for him for the wedding. All right. So just like you also had the bridesmaids attire, um, selection and the fitting you want to also make sure that the groomsmen 
Um, you also have theirs in place. Um, but please follow the same guidelines like we did for the bridesmaid. Um, you can just go back to, um, we've shared about the guidelines for helping you to select for your bridesmaids, outfits, and all of that. But just translate where you have dresses, you can translate it to become um, suits or outfits for men right and like i said see this whole thing is it depends on what you want you can even go traditional for your groomsmen attire it doesn't have to follow what everybody does you can create your own style and your come up with your own creativity um for the event so it depends on what you want but most times of course anything the grooms anything is the groom that handles that with his friends so it's not something you want to be too bothered about of course he can carry you along and say hey see what we're planning and all of that so but yeah, basically, but I'm mentioning it so that it's a plan you do not forget. But if you're not going to be having groomsmen and all that, all fine and well. So it depends on your plan again. Let's move on. Let's talk about family members' attire selection for that day, okay? Um, as much as, of course, it's your day of joy, it's also important to know that your family will be sharing in that joy too. And, of course, you need to select... Um, you know, what the parents would be wearing and what the siblings would be wearing for the event. So the groom's parents and the bride's parents, you need to come up with how that is going to work. And um, this can be, of course, in line with your event theme for the day so that all the colors and everything will blend in beautifully well together. Now, for some families, depends on the family, both parents are going to wear exactly the same thing. Of course, their styles will definitely be different, but fabric-wise, maybe headgear-wise and all of that, color theme base might be the same, while some other families might wear completely different attires. So... You need to find out how that is going to work with your family and with his family. For some tribes, what they actually do is that, you know, because sometimes if it's an intertribal marriage, for example, definitely maybe the groom's family, he would want, they would want to dress according to their own tribe and the bride's family, her parents will want to dress according to, you know, her own tribe. So it depends on how that is going to work, but there needs to be a selection. And then the siblings too, of both sides, you need to have that also settled, but they can be in line with the theme for the event. And sometimes too, is the siblings that just have that meeting. Parents have the meeting themselves and come up with all of those things and what it's going to be. But I'm saying that that selection is part of planning for the wedding. So you don't just go ahead and plan and all of that. If it's um, a family where you feel like, oh, your siblings will be able to handle this and they'll tell you, oh, don't bother that they'll make, they'll do a meeting and come up with what they are going to wear. You can just let them know your theme so that, you know, they can walk in line with your theme and then they don't just come up with maybe a color or something that is completely off you know, the color for the event or the color for the day so that everything just blends in and has a perfect harmony together through the events. Do you understand? And please um, persuade based on your plans for the event, but please don't force anything, okay? And if your family is also growing financially, you may also want to consider a fair budget in choosing what they would wear for the event so that you don't even overwhelm your event budget especially if you're the one buying the outfit for them, because sometimes it's the couple that gets, of course, to buy the outfit for their parents for the day. In fact, some buy for the siblings, buy for almost, you know, all of them like that. You want to make sure there's a budget for that so that 
it doesn't overwhelm you know you for the event and everything can just be in place and like i said they can also decide to wear what they want to wear for the event just be flexible okay and don't allow your wedding to come and go and cause a world war <laughs> in the family because of all of these little little selections just come up with what needs to be done and let everything just be in place accordingly for the day okay so i thought to just mention that so that we don't forget again another thing we should start deciding this is at four months will be your hair and your makeup trial right now please see before you meet your stylist help your stylist by researching you know on a couple of things before you come in maybe like for your makeup trial for example do you understand Make up your mind that, you know, that's not when you come. So what kind of makeup are you looking at having a wedding? Say, I don't know. This, this, that, I don't, everything you don't look at. It's fine also not to know, but at least have something in mind. Do some form of research so that it makes it easy for you. If you're the, I don't want anything loud for my wedding kind of pressing. If there's a picture you have seen of a bride that kind of interprets what you would like to look like, you can let them know. But of course, if it's a star makeup artist, hey, many times they always have a way of working something that works very well with your outfit. And I mean, they'll be able to do for some brides. Honestly, some brides are not interested in most of all these things. So they don't even stress out. They just try to make up as to see, just do whatever you know is very good for the day. Do you understand? Okay. So, um, another way you can help yourself with this selection is look at maybe your old photos of yourself, um, so that you can find something maybe that has worked for you before and ensure that, you know, you still look like yourself because honestly, it can depress to see your wedding photographs and you don't look good or feel great about it. That's why we're talking about planning ahead and maybe doing a trial makeup and all of that. You don't want a case where, you know, they do makeup for you and you look strange and you be like, Hey, is this me? You know, you don't want to, so that you don't go and burn and tell your wedding pictures and say, I don't want to see it because we are looking horrible or looking terrible. So please do this makeup trial and um, you can look for a picture. If you're not sure of what you want to look like for the wedding if there's a picture you really like of yourself that you looked really nice maybe you did some smoky eyes there or something or that you really really like you can just say okay um it might not be this exact look but maybe something in this family so that you know you are good to go and also feel free to search social media for other inspiration for wedding makeup look right and don't forget to take um pictures that you really like and please some of those pictures you're looking at online some are filtered so don't be deceived not everything is real as you're seeing them that's why you see the trial is actually important because even those makeup artists they can post something and be like wow this is so good you know they photoshopped the whole thing and they've done a lot of amendments to the picture so it looks perfect Meanwhile, doing it directly might not necessarily look that way. So you want to make sure that you clarify that and put it in place. Okay, and please bring photos and be as specific as possible about what you want and what you don't want. If there's a particular kind of makeup style you don't like, you can bring a picture that you don't like and mention it as you say, I don't want to look like this and all of that so that they know um, what you're planning and what you really like, right? And then sometimes again... You will be required to do some facials or hair treatments to get the desired result 
Okay, so please confirm with the vendor what may be necessary. So if you remember, I said you should have a skincare, you know, routine since like 11 months or 10 months thereabouts. I talked about that. So you want to ask them, maybe if you have started planning and saying, okay, so this particular makeup artist or this particular hairstylist is going to be the person for my big day, you can ask them ahead and say, okay, um, I'm trying to achieve this style. Is there something I need to do maybe for my skin so that this makeup will sit very well? Or is there something I need to do to my hair to make sure that maybe my edges, they come out the way I want them to come out that day. So they can put you on a plan and you can start working on that ahead of time. So that at the time of trial, it's just going to be a smooth seal and then you can make progress with it. And then also your nails, you want to decide about your nails as well. If you see pictures of nails, lovely nails that you really like and how you want your nails to look on the wedding day you want to fix and all of that, find a way, save the picture so that when that time comes, it's easy. You can talk to the nail technician and you're good to go, okay? And hey, if you would be doing your wedding in a different location from where you're used to, so you may need to go um, think of going with your familiar stylist, okay? Or get a trusted vendor in that location. Whatever the decision, just have a plan for this so that it does not just throw you off balance. That's what I'm just trying to achieve with you on this particular one. For some people, they're like, see, I don't even want to hear <laughs> somebody using me to do, um, you know, to using me to do trial work. So what they do is they would sponsor their makeup artists and go with them to that location that they are sure of so that they don't have any issues. While some people say, okay, well, I don't mind. I've seen these other people that are working there and I feel like their work is not bad. So I'll just utilize them so that to save me the cost of lodging, cost of transportation and all of that for maybe the makeup artists that they are popular or um, familiar with. And that's why I see them. Please, working on your finance is not luxury. Something that is important and necessary. So that, I mean, when you have the kind of money you want to have, you can make choices without even blinking and walking in fear that, ah, hey, eh, will I be, let me just manage, let me just manage. But if you've worked on your finance, why not if not? You can get all those things you want to get and, you know, be able to achieve them without having any form of stress, right? Now, also, of course, you can decide to be a do-it-yourself kind of bride. Hmm. Everything depends on what you want, okay? But be very sure that your skills are on point if you're going to be a do-it-yourself kind of bride so that you don't masquerade your appearance on your special day or go and put on Nike symbol and be calling it a, a bra. Please, <laughs> if I do it yourself, bride, but many times I just say, see, look for a makeup artist that will do something very nice for you. But if you're really good with your makeup game, hey, you can do your makeup by yourself. I've seen a couple of do-it-yourself brides and they did a pretty good job. Okay, and not, but not everybody, I mean, looked really nice with the one they did by themselves. But you can learn and you can get it. I feel like my makeup game is so good now that I feel like... Special events, I can do my makeup all by myself. See me posing. My makeup artist must not hear this thing I'm saying, though. <laughs> you know? So, but let's go on with this plan. So, at three months, let's talk about three months. Now, the next thing is ordering the invitation. Remember, you've decided the kind of invitation you wanted, but make sure that they arrive on time. So, set up, like, a system for um, recording, like, your RSVP replies. And then confirm all addresses and spelling so that when it comes to the design and the words, 
the options definitely they are endless designs and you can order enough invitations because when you're ordering for example you're not maybe making it with a, a designer or a graphics person or a printer on ground there are cards that maybe you're trying to import or something what you want to make sure you do is that you know you have extras that will be coming in so that if there is a mistake at any time with maybe the design for some people they order just plain cards then when the cards arrive they now take it for printing um at their location but some other people they send all the details and everything but it's important to just have some extras in case there's an error it will be able to accommodate that error okay and keep reminding yourself that the theme of your invite you know should match the vibe of your wedding day and express you basically as a couple okay so make sure that whatever you're choosing is something that you know flows with who you are for some people something very very simple not everyone likes anything complicated so work on what you'd like for that day okay and then um at these three months remember you have gone to taste the food and all by now you should now create or plan for what your menu, the full menu now is going to be, okay? And then or you stamp your approval on it. Make sure that it's something that you've tasted and it's good, it works for you. And then your budget is good with, you know, whatever you're selecting. But come up with your menu and make sure that that is settled already and you're good to go, okay? Let's move on. We're still making progress with this plan. This is a three-month plan now. Begin to brainstorm what your guest favors, souvenirs, gift bags, things like that would be, okay? And please, let me say this. You don't have to do a souvenir for your wedding. That's the truth. As much as it sounds insensitive or sounds somehow, that is the simple truth. You don't have to do a souvenir for your wedding. But if it's your choice for your event, it's important to plan for what the options would be, the sharing pattern, the number of items to be purchased so that you can budget for it. Do you understand? So you have 200 guests coming for your wedding. You want to give everybody a particular item. Um, how many of these items are you going to purchase? So it's important that you want to, you know, budget for it accordingly. Then at the wedding, what is the sharing pattern? Is it going to be a case of as people are coming in, they are giving them a souvenir or as they sit down, they are going to share, who is going to share it for them and all that. So you want to discuss all these things with your wedding planner so that those, um, the sharing and all those things will be very organized and you don't have any issues during the event. Okay. Now you may also have some guests you want to honor after the event. So you may want to separate those items for the special guests so that there will be no need to be clamoring for things like that during the event in fact those items don't even bother bringing them to the venue for the wedding so because for some people you know certain people maybe are not able to come for the wedding and maybe your souvenirs you feel like they're so unique and you want to share those souvenirs for them it could even be for maybe your colleagues at work or in your place of worship you belong to a unit there and you feel like you want to give them a souvenir so you can plan for those ones and say okay um, I'm planning for a hundred people extra that I want to give specific souvenirs for. Those souvenirs, don't take them to the venue. Don't get to the venue and say, hey, separate five, uh, keep 20, uh, keep 10. No, there's no need. Don't let those ones even go to the venue at all. Keep those ones maybe in your house already. Put them in your apartment and lock them up somewhere there so that it does not bother coming out. Then when you are done with the event, come back from your honeymoon, and then when you start seeing those people, you can now, of course, present to them what you wanted to present to them all the while. Is that fine? And then another 
thing people get to add these days to their wedding is, you know, the photo booth rental. So if this is part of your plan, you know, let your planner know so that they can also make this happen for you. If you've attended a couple of weddings and you feel like, oh, I like their photo booth and it's something I want to incorporate into my own wedding, you can talk about this, okay? Now, for this one, you should create a space where you'll be taking pictures with your guests during the event. Because sometimes, you know, maybe after the church service, you're looking for where to snap. You should have decided that already. It's part of what, when you're doing venue selection and when you're doing, you know, touring the venue and all that, you can quickly check and say, oh, this place would be nice to take pictures. I like the background. I like this or I like that. And if there's no background, you can create your own background for where you're going to take pictures for that day. Okay, so but work it out and you can talk to the decorator for the event so that they can create like an event backdrop for you um, to capture the moment. And of course, that's another way of like branding your event and bringing out the theme of the event in a vivid way. So some people, they have like a backdrop, they have a roll-up banner, some have this um, space, um, the green space where they stay to take pictures just depends on what you want but you can create your own space where pictures will be taken customized um for your event for the day okay and also um just make sure that you have a proper location for some people they now even have a special location they want to go and take um their wedding pictures for that one if you have a plan like that tell your wedding planner and tell your photographer so that you can plan the logistics for how you will get there on that day if you need to go with your train and all of that plan for which vehicles are going to take them there so that you know your picture session would be a success and it should not be something that will take forever and all day so that you know um you can get back for reception and all that. For some people, they actually do the wedding service maybe in the morning and come back in the evening or later in the day for the reception. Everything is about your taste. Everything is about your choice. You don't have to copy someone. It doesn't have to look like someone else's own. You're the one to make this choice of how things will flow for the wedding. So if you are a picture freak and you want to have like 2,000 pictures that day, all fine and well, you can decide and say, okay, the wedding service is in the morning, 10 a.m., um, 11 o'clock we are done but i don't want my reception to start until 4 p.m uh -huh. so that i can take all the pictures i want to take whatever you like decide but put it in a plan right we're still going on the next thing is please now so some worship places um they actually have their standard vows for wedding and you can ask questions about, you know, the content, of course, of the vows and all of that. I'm talking about now writing your own personal vows for your wedding. Now, if you have plans to have customized vows, you can start putting together what it will sound like. Ah, oh, this girl, you are so... See how love is doing you like this. They are blushing already. So you can write down what your vows will be, even if you are even yet to meet him. You know, these are part of the things you use as your surprise package when you finally meet him, right? So you can write down what your wedding vows will be like. And you can decide and say, oh, during the during the reception, if the place of worship does not take, maybe they have their customized vows and they don't give that room for you know, the bride and groom may be sharing their personal customized vows. You can pick a spot at the reception and say, oh, you just want to say a few things to each other and all of that. For some people, I've also seen them do videos. So they do a video, the man does a video, the woman does a video, they don't both know it's on the wedding day, they get to play it. Like, like you know, saying hello to each other on that day, you know, and reading vows of things that are very exciting, that it's usually very nice and it's usually fun. So depends on what you want, okay? So let's move on. Let's go to two months before your wedding. Woo! 
We're getting closer. Two months before wedding invitation, no, please start sending everything out already. Okay. Of course, you've done all the selection process. This one is just print and assemble. So two months ahead, you can start sending out your IVs. You can make sure that they are fully ready. That's for the hard copy ones, especially. Like we said, there are specific people you want to take those ones to. But remember, you've carried them along already. I told them that you were getting married. So the date just got closer. And, you know, it's just to now formalize and invite them officially for the event, right? Now... At this two months, you can now start doing dress fitting again, okay? Um, you should be able to fit your dress anywhere between two to three months after you've ordered for them. And then your second um, dress fitting should be like six weeks before your wedding. All right, so like two, three months before, you should be able to do your first fitting. So if you ordered for a dress, the dress should have arrived though. So you can now start fitting and checking. If you want to make adjustments to the dress, you can do. Now, if it's bespoke, someone is, a designer is making the dress, all you need to do is go and start fitting and making sure that everything for that dress is in place and you're good to go um, for that one. Then also, um, you can start buying your wedding party gifts also because your goal basically um, for wedding party gifts. Now, wedding party gift that's what you're giving to your train, your bridesmaid and the groomsmen also. The gifts you want to give to them to say thank you, you know, for being a part of your train and for their support and basically for their friendship and all that. Your goal, please don't just buy anything for buying sake. Buy a gift that is thoughtful, that is functional and that is personalized to them. It's always very emotional, you know, when you're presenting. Many times, some people present this maybe at their bridal shower or they present it at at various times. So plan for this, that you're going to give a gift to them, you know, and that's for your train, okay? Um, also, remember um, your bouquet and all of that. If it's a fresh flower kind of arrangement, you want to remind the florists about the arrangements and how things will be and how they will deliver it to you, how you're going to care for it, all of those things, you need to have that discussion so that you are ready and you're set for the wedding. Then please don't forget, this is two months, so remember now, at this time, you should have had your final song selection. You've had all the time, all the while, so um, you should be able to give um, your DJ now the song selection so that they can play properly. Please, I would advise, so if you're going to be giving a hard copy device, ensure you have duplicates to avoid being stranded should that device be misplaced? Do you understand? Now, this may sound a bit off, but that is what happens sometimes. So if you want to use a USB, you want to use a CD to put the songs you want for that day, or you just have a list of the songs and you've confirmed it with the DJ for the day, because sometimes they'll tell you they don't have a particular song and you want to look for the song by yourself, get the song, get your song list, make it available to your DJ. And if you're doing device, make sure you have more than one. And that person you put as your music um, follow-up monitor person, give the person extra. So that if the DJ tells you that, that hey, you forgot the device at home or something, you are still prepared and you're not going to be feeling like you're out of line for that day. Is that fine? Okay. So um, aside that, check your list again um, to see that, Maybe small, small items that you need to get. You can get them. Maybe you want to get something for the ring bearer. You want to get something for the flower girl or the little bride. You want to get maybe a different hanger for your dress. Anything at all, you know. 
little little things that are left to be bought maybe your accessory maybe your own personal jewelry you want to use for the day your shoe your bag all those extra little little things you want to get you want to make sure that you purchase them and you have them fully ready for the day all right now we're getting closer now this is one month to your wedding hey we're getting closer. So let's move on. Assemble your gift bag. So all those your souvenirs you were planning for and all of that, they should start packing the souvenirs now. One month before the wedding should be packed. And then the strategies for the sharing for that day to maintain orderliness, communicate it with your uh, with your wedding planner so that they know how you want to do what needs to be done. Now, this is one month to your wedding. Depending on all the plans and the strategy, um, for the event, right? Sometimes the planner gets to be the liaison person with most of your vendors and handles all the logistics and all of that. That has to do with the event. But some other times it might not follow that. So at this point, this is one month to please, I call this one pay your vendors. All right. So if the wedding planner is the one handling payments of the vendors and all of those things, you want to make sure that, um, these payments are being done at this one month mark so that nobody comes to embarrass you or give you any issue at that time. But make sure that payments when it comes to vendors, because honestly, you don't want to be embarrassed when it comes to vendor matters. Make sure that that is settled. So now if you're handling the parents, di uh, pay sorry, payments directly, right? The last awkward situation you want to deal with right before your wedding day is vendors chasing you for money. Because honestly, they will call you, ah, now start putting tension and all of those things. So settle it ahead of time so that nobody is disturbing you. All you are just doing is just to check up, follow up and say, okay, oh, the date is so, so, and so. Hope you've not forgotten and all of that. You know, basically that's that. So avoid that as much as possible and, you know, keep track of whenever you make payments and how much you have paid to each of your vendors. Okay. So keep track all the receipts they gave you keep track of it so that nobody comes to surprise you on the day of your event okay now if there are some vendors that must be paid on the day of the event because there are vendors like that during an event that is only on the day they don't collect them it's the day of the event they'll just get to be paid right give your most trusted bridesmaid or your relative a heads up you know that Come your wedding day, you'll be counting on them to handle the labeled envelopes, you know, um, of that you're going to pay for the to the vendors. Do you understand? And then, of course, some vendors is a deposit you had made as your initial payment, and the agreement is that after the event, you are going to give them the full balance, right? Now, ensure that that money is also ready. And it's handed over to the person you have put, like your, I can call that person your finance officer for the day and communicate to that vendor so that they are not going to be calling you or disturbing you during your event. So if you have like a financial officer for your um, wedding day, I'm just using that. I'm not saying go, go and hire a financial officer. No, I'm just saying a member of your family, a relative or your trusted bridesmaid that is going to be handling finance for you. So it puts everything in an envelope and, you know, highlight it and write it on the envelopes that okay um dj balance thirty thousand. put it there and all of that if it's a case of transfer 
even all the transfers already maybe should be done to one person's account so is that from that account they are going to be sending when they get the alerts you know they save the screenshot you know of the proof of payment so that nobody says oh i didn't get any money and all of that so they should and when you make payments like that make sure that the vendor acknowledges that they have been paid so that no one you know comes to do something funny tomorrow i'm just trying to keep us on a safe side basically okay um then another thing is to create a sitting chat create at this one month mark because you're sure of who is coming now for the wedding and all that so select a sitting plan that will suit you know your event the most and please in making this decision of sitting plan don't forget that some individuals at your wedding would require special seating for the event so there must be a special place to be seated you know for your parent parents of the bride parents of the groom the relatives of the groom relatives of the bride if you have your mentors that are going to be there chairman of the event maybe you have senior friends or your bosses are going to come for the wedding or senior partners are going to come for the wedding um you need to have a special seat for where there are all those people i'm mentioning are going to sit bridal party too they should have their own table you have dignitaries coming for the event they should have their own table friends of the bride friends of the groom colleagues business associates and then other guests so i'm saying these other people that you know they need a special maybe seating arrangements and all that you want to talk to the wedding planner to make sure that they are properly demarcated to avoid having issues on that day it's not the day that they get then 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 your parents are looking for where to sit down at your own wedding it's going to be so wrong do you understand so make sure that you have created all of these things they can put them as reserved tables and maybe the hostesses for the event or the security or protocols for the event can you know make sure that all of those places are secured the the, the um places you're putting as reserved so that nobody is going to come there and you know they don't have where they are supposed to sit for the event so it helps you to be organized and it makes it would show to your guests that you know you are very thoughtful of them as well okay now at this one month mark make a final walk through of your venue now at that point please make a list of questions that you would bring and bring your planner make sure your planner comes or another close friend of yours or family members in case there's something you forget so that you can do a cross check with the venue remember you had an agreement already with them and i told you to document document all the things you guys agreed on so this one month before your wedding you know you've paid for the venue everything is in place cross check with them that okay light or water restroom different things are all in place for the event because it's possible to have checked six months ahead and then everything looked okay and now three months uh, sorry one month to the wedding now some things have changed about the venue you want to find out and be up to date so that you don't have any issues when that comes up, right? Okay, let's move forward. Another one is break into your wedding shoes. Break into your wedding shoes. How do you want to do this? Remember, you've purchased your wedding shoe. You've purchased your accessories. You've purchased everything you want to use for your wedding the wedding shoes. Because sometimes, you know, if you've not a brand new shoe many times, you know, they don't they take a while before your leg gets used to them so you don't want to be using your wedding day to be practicing how you are going to wear the shoe so that you know you're not uncomfortable through the day you can decide to walk you know maybe around your house 
walk around the hallway, dance to your kitchen, do everything in your power just to avoid painful blisters on your wedding night. You understand? Because we need you to be fine for that wedding night. We need all the energy. We need everything for that. So, but you can break into your shoes. Just wear them. I'm not saying she wear it and go out. So you can wear them and just make sure that, you know, your leg gets comfortable with wearing your um, wedding shoes. And then you're ready and you're set with it. And make sure you check the shoes out and in place. Now, let me mention something about your shoe for a bit. Um, for some people, maybe uh, maybe because of height difference with your partner, sometimes you may say, okay, I don't want something too high and all of that. You may want to put that as a, as a consideration. So when you're considering to buy your shoes, you can get something that goes very well with that as well. And then it can settle down. Please, you don't have to wear a white shoe. You can wear any color of shoe really for your wedding. Many times the shoe does not even show, except of course you want to take picture, you deliberately show us your shoe. Or when they are doing the picture, you know, session of the accessories and all of that, sometimes the photographer gets to show us your shoe. So, hey, make sure that that is in place for the day. So let's get to the final week now of your wedding. Hey, we are there already. Congratulations again, okay? Now, this one, you need to pick up your dress this week and ensure that everything is in place, okay? And um, if it's a case that maybe you wanted to do laundry ahead of time, you can do laundry for your dress, but everything should be ready about your dress, it's not that week you are still running around and saying, hey, you just want to go to the shop to go and look for a wedding dress. No, you should be ready with your dress already. And then, please, when you pick the shoes, make sure that you try on the full attire for your wedding. Everything, try it on. This final week, try everything on. I'm saying put on your the undergarment you want to use for the dress. Put it on. Wear the dress. Put on your shoes. Put on your jewelry. Don't worry, even if you've not done makeup and all that. At least be sure that you look good. Don't even do makeup for that dressing so that you don't use uh, powder and come and stain the dress. So, uh -huh. Or you do that after the testing, you go and put it for laundry, okay? So, not laundry by yourself. You are not the one that wash it. Please take it to a proper laundry place so that they will do a good job and, you know, present your dress well to you, okay? So, of course, practice that, you know, walk down the aisle and make sure that everything is comfortable and everything feels good. Then, please, this part, many times brides forget to do this because, like I said, we're carried away with the event. We're just excited to be a bride and all that. Try and go to the bathroom in your wedding dress. I'm telling you. But of course, check, make sure that your, your bathroom is a bathroom that is dry. There's no water on the floor. Um, there's nothing messy around the space. But just try. In fact, that day, they should wash the, your toilet should be freshly washed and dried and everything is in place, okay? So that it's smelling very fresh and good. So you can actually, like I said, after you've done all of this trial and all of that, you can send your dress for laundry so that everything is in place. But why am I saying you should go and use the restroom? Because just in case... Um, you need to use the restroom during your wedding. You will know how to navigate it. You will know whether it's a case where you need to use the zip down or you need to, if you pull the dress up, can you from underneath, you know, use the restroom and God forbid that maybe it's now number two you want to do. You want to pull that day of the wedding. How are you going to do it if you don't um, ensure that you have tested it with the dress 
So make sure that even your dress is comfortable enough for you to be able to use the restroom that day. If the need arises, you'll be able to, you know, conveniently use the restroom without having any issues, okay? So if you have a wedding planner or a coordinator, this is the week to also have like a final meeting with him or with her and go over all your last minute details. Check everything, all the checklists, all the things you wrote down all the while. You can now just check up with them that, okay, are we good to go on everything, okay? Then another thing is if your inbox is crowded with questions, remember you sent in an e-invite, okay? Or maybe certain guests have sent in questions, vendors have set, sent in questions, please give like a last minute read through and answer any email, you know, maybe that that is filled with um, a pressing question before you go missing in action and then, you know, straight into the into a weekend and wedding fun. So you want to make sure that you answer emails ahead of time. If there is any email pending, because somebody may have a very vital information that they are trying to pass across to you at that time, or someone is needing direction um, concerning the trip they are, they are going to be making to the location for your wedding, you want to make sure that um, you answer them and then it's not that they, they are trying to call you because you couldn't respond on time to them. So plan for it that you respond to emails ahead and even emails at work too because sometimes it might even be work-based email you want to make sure that anything workload you've settled all of that so that it's not that weak that you know one sudden memo is coming in from the office sort all of those things ahead of time right if you don't have a planner this is the week to also give a final call to all your vendors okay or if they are asking because some people they have wedding planner but there are some parts of their wedding they will tell you they are the ones that are planning that part or handling it by themselves you want to give a call at that point to those vendors and ensure that all the deliverables are in place so call the vendors that are handling those specific things if you're the one not planning your uh, your wedding by yourself, that one is just talk to your wedding planner. They will handle everything else that needs to be handled. The parts you are handling by yourself, because there are some things you say, wedding planner, don't bother about it. I will do it myself. Make sure you check up that your end is also covered. Okay? Right. Let's move on. Um, the next thing would be confirm who will be giving the toast so that you can prepare them ahead. I've seen that many times. Sometimes you say, oh, we now want to give a toast at the wedding. And then everybody's now wondering, yeah, who will give the toast? You now just call someone suddenly and say, hey, please quickly come and help us give the toast. No. Plan for who will give the toast. And again, the toast does not have to be conventional. I've seen where people use the video to do the toast. Okay? So you can also incorporate that if that is what you like for your event. So just plan for something, you know, that is different. Okay? Then also confirm that the vote of thanks speech of the groom is ready and he has rehearsed so that you don't miss out on, you know, showing appreciation to certain people that really do matter. So on the day of the event, there is always the, oh, vote of thanks by the groom if you're having a reception. Because most times that's what gets to at least round up the event and all that. So you can go through the vote of thanks with him so that if there are certain people you need to appreciate, because sometimes with your thoughts on the whole wedding planning you may not remember certain people but if you discuss it with him you can easily say oh wow we didn't remember to mention this our uncle so he can quickly say oh yeah i forgot so you can put that on a list and then you can now he can rehearse for it and then you're good to go so that like i said you're not carried away with planning for the event and you don't remember this and then 
of course for a twist so you can give a pre-recorded vote of thanks and simply play it at the reception that way you can edit it and ensure it goes just the way you want it to be so you must not do the normal conventional or oh, they are calling the group they can say vote of thanks and you play the vote of thanks okay and so it just makes it look different right for the event good i hope you're having a vivid picture now of what that day is going to look like now another thing again that you need to pay attention to for those that maybe um you did not you know state that people should not bring gifts for your event you know i've mentioned about how that some people might say oh, they don't want any gifts at their events maybe they want monetary gifts or certain things you want to mention all of these things so assign someone to oversee all your gifts um if it's a case where gifts are going to be presented and how those gifts will be conveyed to your residence now if you're getting married outside of your usual place of residence then you can state really on your invitation like i said before that oh um gifts should not come in for the wedding but that monetary gifts are welcome and then you provide the account details for this particular thing and so you can dedicate an account maybe that you are not really actively using at this time you know to handle that so that you can clearly estimate okay who sent what you can track it accordingly and then you can also appreciate them you know accordingly because if you say maybe you're doing your wedding in another location and um, you say, oh, they should not bring gifts. Of course, that will also save you from seeking for how to transport those gift items, especially if they are really massive and not something portable to your own location. So do well to pray over those gifts also before they are conveyed to your apartment. If it's your place of residence, that they are going to be moving them to ahead. So you should plan that with whoever you're, you know, de delegating to handle anything that has to do with the gift. Who is going to pray over them? You should have that arrangement with the person already because you won't be able to really attend to anything, gifts and all of that on that day. So, but somebody should be assigned. Your wedding planner can work that out and get someone that is assigned to handle the gifts. But it should be important to you that they should take out time to actually pray over those things before they move them, you know, to your apartment and um, to your place of residence. Um, yep. And then for some other people, I mean, you might not mind, even if the wedding is done outside of your location, you can just make plans for transportation for how those gift items will be transferred to where um, you stay. So either way, it depends on what works best for you. Okay. And then, so now, you know, this is the, like I said, like the last week or the last two weeks, you're done with at least the major part, everything is in place. I feel like don't just now, you know, keep on just doing wedding plan, wedding plan, wedding plan and forget family. Don't forget the family too has been planning and all that. This is the time to also touch base with your, you know, your mother-in-law and your father-in-law to be or guardian or your immediate family, your own immediate family and maybe see if they need anything last minute. Just ask them, just care too. As much as it feels like, you know, you are the one, like there's a center of attraction and there are so many things you're trying to put in place together and it can seem overwhelming for you. You can just touch base with them and say, oh, is there anything, you know, to make sure that, you know, everything is in place. And please, <laughs> for the wedding day, let me help you with this one. Assign your social media poster for the day, especially if you are the ground person. For some people, they actually give us live feeds from their wedding. 
for some other people they just they'll be supplying us with enough pictures for the day when makeup is done we see the pictures when this is done we see the pictures you can kiss the bride we see the pictures just assign somebody with your phone that day that'll be handing anything social media somebody that likes the whole you know picture taking and please somebody that will take very nice pictures not blurred pictures of someone that is so good with it so that um you know you just be giving us from every quarter that day all right and then also don't forget the adorable gifts that you bought to thank your bridesmaid for all that they've done and all of that make sure you wrap it you can wrap it and then you can also write a customized personal message for each of them i mean how sweet is that going to be it can be your handwriting and then you can even get a customized card where you would write inside the card or a printed customized card for them just to show appreciation and you know get all of that ready it can be a surprise because sometimes they may not even know that you're going to be giving them something okay and then please also for the guys let me say this no i've talked about the bridesmaid for the guys you and your spouse to make sure that you check in with the guys to make sure that they've picked up their clothes okay and um they know how to get to the wedding <laughs> It's so funny though, because sometimes the guys, some of them are actually disorganized. I don't know how they do those things, but it just happens that they're disorganized. And that's when they will tell you, oh, I've not gone for fitting. No, I wasn't able to go and pick up and all of that. So please check up with the, maybe if you have the groomsmen for the day, make sure that all their stuff is ready for the day. Right? And then also reach out to see, you know, if there's any last minute question you know, and all that. Of course, your husband is going to be handling that part. You should call his friends, find out, is there anything, do they need anything? And then, you know, just make sure that everything is ready. And um, for those that are not going to maybe be lodging in the same um, area, they are all coming from different places. Where are they going to meet on the day of the event? You need to have that settled so that, you know, everything will be aligned and everything will be uniform that day and everything will be good to go. Okay, and then if you're leaving for the wedding honeymoon, right, within two days of the wedding, make sure you pack your bags because this is the week of pack your bags now. Because you know, if you're saying you're going to leave immediately, so you got married on Saturday and you're saying Sunday morning, first flight, you are going to be traveling out, you want to make sure that, you know, um, your bags are packed, ready. So that as the wedding is finishing, all of those things are in place, okay? Because the truth is that you actually feel much better having all of that out of the way, okay? And then you don't have to even do um, any form of maybe last-minute laundry or trying to put up any last-minute um, item inside the box because you can actually plan ahead everything. Like I said, plan the outfits you want to wear during the honeymoon and everything you want to travel with and all that. So plan for it and put everything inside the inside the inside the bag. Huh? And because you know that this bag is a very special bag. It's a it's a bag of encounter. It's a ministry bag and it's the real deal. Make sure that everything is in it. See me I'm licking my lips for you on this one. Make sure everything is inside that um, bag and make sure that it's ready, okay? And then please make plans to ensure that your home is kept clean throughout the period. Maybe plan that a, a cleaner is going to come and maybe put your apartment in order and put everything in because during that wedding time, you might be so busy, you may not have time to be able to cater for so many things. You might just um, want to make sure that you have a cleaner come up. And then also, maybe when you return from the honeymoon, for example, I'm just saying this ahead of time. When you return from the honeymoon, you can decide to say, okay, you're not coming 
to the house straight on that particular day. You can still decide to stay on the lodge in a hotel just for one night to give chance for your cleaner to come over. You can get a cleaner, a cleaning company, come over, clean up the apartment and make sure that everywhere is in order so that by the time you're coming in, um, everything is in place and you're good to go for the day, right? Um, then let me talk about handling self-care and other little things. This is around this last two weeks and last week for your wedding. Okay. Now, this is the week. Definitely. When it comes to your makeup now, you need to get your eyebrows done. For some brides, what they do is that they save up the brows for a very long time. They save their brows and say, hey, this one is one time. I'm not going to do anything about my brows until... <laughs> Until the day of the wedding so that, you know, everything comes out looking fresh and looking very, very good, right? Okay, so you want to make sure that, you know, your brow is in place for the day. This is now self-care I'm talking about. So you are done with all those plenty planning. This is about you now and your partner. Next thing is your manicure, your pedicure, you and your groom. Please, you need this pamper, you know, because, you know, your hands are going to work a lot during the wedding and, you know, dancing and all. You want your skin looking fresh and looking very neat. So you want to do a pedicure for yourself and for him also. You guys go have your pedicure, go have your manicure. Make sure that everything is looking neat and very good. And also for your nails, you may also want to consider something comfortable if you're fixing nail. And if fixing of nail is really not your thing at this time, you want to go very easy on the length. Because for some people, like, their wedding was the first time they ever really fixed their nails. And because they wanted to just look different and, you know, look like celebrants for the day, you know. Um, so you may want to take it easy. The fact that you saw one very fine, long nails online doesn't mean that that's what you must fix. Fix what is going to be comfortable, especially if it's something you're not too used to. Okay, and then even you that is used to the other nails, see that day because like i said i need your hand to work and i don't want to be hairy you are tired or anything we need your hand to do massage we need your hand to do many things at honeymoon time so please i need your hand to be available to do all of those things without any form of um, hindrance or stress right moving on of course the groom too should have his nails um what is it called trimmed and very clean please his nails should be trimmed because we also need his hand to walk at the honeymoon and it will not be good that his nails are going to come and i'll be trying to injure somebody when i'm doing the honeymoon uh those the intimacy model you understand why i said that his nails needs to be trimmed so they should make sure they trim manicure they should not just he should not just cut it by himself in the house he should actually go to a beauty place they should do proper manicure for him and do proper pedicure for him so that everything is fresh and full and then please ah a full massage he needs a full massage you too a full massage so that you feel very relaxed maybe three days or two days to the wedding so that that relaxation has entered you know all over the body and you know you're getting ready for this then you can do of course final dress fitting do your final dress fitting at this time remember everything is now in place you're good to go and don't forget the person that will help you to wear the dress on that day should go with you when you're doing your final fitting of your dress so that they will learn how to do it do you get it? It will be awkward the day of the wedding. You are trying to zip up. You are trying to tie something. You are trying to do this and that. But she has learned how to, you know, style the dress properly. And for some designers, they actually um, come over during your wedding and help you to actually style so that the dress can come out 
representing their brand appropriately and if you have that kind of stylist oh all well and good discuss this with your wedding planner so that you're good to go and you have a beautiful um event and please don't forget pack your honeymoon bags and don't forget your uh, passports everything you need should be there and then confirm of course travel arrangement with your uh, musical with your with your travel agent or with your honeymoon planner and make sure that all travel plans are settled and you're just reconfirming it then your rings make sure that your rings are cleaned up you know sparkling ahead um for the day for some people they usually go to a jeweler and get to professionally actually clean their rings and you see it sparkling all the way that day but if everything is in place already with the ring just keep it and make it available and ready for the wedding day okay then um your planner remind them about you know the number of people you're expecting and if there's any last minute information you need to give to your wedding planner please make sure you give those information to the planner so that everything is in place okay and then at work remember you should do what you should clear everything that has to do with work based stuff like i said if there are emails at work you need to handle if there are projects at work you need to handle if there's somebody that you need to delegate certain things to help so that that period they are not you know overwhelmed and not receiving messages on the day of the wedding you know you just want to be you know in place and if you wrote your vows you want to practice them aloud if you did not do a video but if you did a video all fine and well just record them there okay and then oh this is getting really close and i really like this part of it um try something that is going to be different i want you to write a your partner a note to be read on the wedding morning oh how sweet mrs romantic she <laughs> you know write a beautiful um note you know to him and it should be read on the morning i mean put it up as a surprise maybe Work out something with the best man, you know, and all of that. Present a special, it can come with a gift, you know, just present that special stuff, you know, to him. And then on the day of the, after he has dressed up, you know, he's looking dapper, they are taking pictures and he's with the guys, they are all teasing each other and all that, you know, the best man can just bring it out and say, yeah, see, so your wife said we should, I should give you this thing and then. You start reading it out. The videographer can capture, photographer can capture. But please don't make him cry too much that day. She just have a handkerchief so that, um, you know, that will be in place. I feel like that will really be cool, right, um, on the wedding morning um, to read something beautiful coming from you, expressing how delighted you are to have him and, you know, what you look forward to with getting married to him. All right. Another thing is, please, this last week, spend a one-on-one -on -one with your partner like a chill out time like a relaxation day go out eat talk about your day that's why see be with your friend you can talk about your day and please oh let me this one this is your one-on-one -on -one that you want to do don't get too mushy that day <laughs> and don't go and spoil the deal okay so save the honey for the moon no sex before marriage even if the day it's just the day before. So make up your mind that nope, I'm going to keep everything. So but you can just have like a one-on-one -on -one, um time out where maybe guys just go for lunch, just discuss, just talk, just be excited with yourselves and do whatever needs to be done. Do you understand? So um as you make progress on this one, another thing you want to do is shut out. Now you have done everything, all the plans are set. 
everything is good to go for your wedding day so do you get so like this is the last part um that you want to look into please let me say this you know you've spent time with your boo you've done all of those things you've followed all the plannings and put everything in place please do yourself this favor pick a day before your wedding that week especially find a day i don't know how you're going to bring this but that day i'm calling it shut out all the noise that day just shut out all the noise and just take time to have deliberate worship committing everything refreshing to God's hands because sometimes we are so focused planning that we forget to ensure we stay in touch and in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? If you have um, friends that are also very fervent and very firm in the faith and strong and on fire, have some of them deliberately and fervently pray through with you and for you that period. Do you understand? And anything else you desire to infuse into your um, day and into your plan, you can quickly infuse this. But please find a way. Just have that one day that you're just going to spend with the Father and just bask in his presence. Get instrumentals, get worship songs that you're just going to use, you know, that week just to dedicate and say it's all to God, you know. And all of that because you've had all the fun, you've done so many things. Just take out that time, you know, um, for God and handle that part very, very well. Okay, now let's go to the ninth before your wedding. The ninth before the wedding, or let me call this, you know, because this is now like your big day, really. You know, if it was not the day you were, because for some people, like maybe that's their engagement day, so many activities, different things have been done, and all. But, you know, today is now the wedding day. The big day is finally here. I'll say a few things, even though I'm not going to really expand about your big day because the next model is going to still talk about the big day properly, right? Now, your big day is finally here. All your careful preparation, creative planning, they've all come to pass. Please, it's time to enjoy your wedding. Please, enjoy the day. It's a healthy meal. Pack a set of personal items, drink water, get a good night's sleep. You understand? Put any box, suitcase, bags, kits, um, emergency kits that you need to come with in, to the reception and all of that. Put all those things in the car and just, you know, let everything just be set and ready. Or keep them at a particular portion of the house or your hotel room where you know that, okay, in the morning, all these things will be moved over to the vehicle that you are going to be using for the day. Or, yeah, basically, that's just what it's going to be, especially if it's something you're going to be needing either at the wedding um, event or the reception or anything like that. Just get those things ready. And if it's your um, final box and you don't need anything else from all of those things, and there is already a room you guys have booked. Like, that's the room you're going to move to after the wedding. You can move. You can send your box ahead and let it be there. If nobody's even, you know, in that space, just let everything be in place. Of course, the morning of the wedding now, the next model, like I said, is going to break it down even the more. Um, so, as much as possible, then, please, just relax. Don't, that's not the time to try to stress yourself. Well, please, the morning of your wedding, don't forget, it's breakfast, too. Don't go and do wedding on an empty tummy. I know the excitement and joy and all those things can be there, but please eat your breakfast that day. Drink water. You understand? Make sure your dress, your veil, all those things, they are in place. 
and um, keep them, you know, where it's easy for you to identify them and make sure it's well wrapped or well protected so that nothing stains its last minute staining or anything like that, right? It's very important you put all of those things into consideration. Um, so there's something I possibly should have mentioned earlier that I didn't remember to talk about. Um, whilst choosing your date for wedding, one of the things you shouldn't forget is to put your menstrual circle into view. All right, especially if your circle is regular. You should be able to select a date that is not when you're going to be having your flow so that you're not, especially maybe if you're having a painful period, imagine your wedding day, your period now comes and your the tummy is paining you very seriously or anything like that. You don't want that. So you want to make sure that date selection is done to not forget that part so that you don't choose. And in fact, try not to choose it close to the period time. Maybe after the period or something yeah you can pick that time but not maybe a period is going to come out in two days sometimes stress can force it to come earlier do you understand or anxiety and all of that it can make the, the the period to come in earlier all right so you can go find a way that you know it's not too close to that cycle and then you also even don't want anything devastating you because see that man has plans for this your wedding you know? <laughs> and then we'll not use periods to come and affect us when we are saying um, it's time for you to come and present yourself before the man of God. So please make sure that that is settled and that is in place. Okay? So please have that in place. Um, then lay out all the items, maybe your rings, things that you want your photographer to capture. Make sure that you have those things laid out. Say thank you to everyone. Please, this one day that you need to keep saying thank you, thank you all over the place. Make sure you show appreciation to those around you. Relax, smile. Just breathe, take in the moment and enjoy your wonderful, wonderful day. Okay, congratulations again. I'm so delighted that your day is going to be a beautiful day, all right? Let me talk a bit um, about two major things and then we're going to call this a day for this uh, model. I hope you have learned a whole lot from it. I know it's a whole lot to take in. It's something you can listen to over and again so that you get the fullness of it. Let me talk about wisdom for wedding on a budget. As I stated earlier, your wedding is your event and you decide what you want it to be. If you're planning for something simple and small, you can have a great event and still be very prudent. So this is a guide that you can always modify for yourself. This is it. Ensure that you have a healthy self-esteem and don't fall for the temptation to compare yourself to other people. Their lane is not your lane. Whatever you choose, be happy with it. And you can have a grand wedding and a wedding reception. You can have a simple wedding and a reception. And you can have a simple wedding and a no reception. Whatever gives you joy and fulfillment, please go with it. And don't judge another person because they did not do it like you. The choice is yours to make. Make sure it's a wise choice that you're making. And so finally, let me talk about a no reception wedding and maybe other kinds of wedding that you know has been trending lately um that can help you um to guide you so as much as weddings are usually fun events very engaging you can decide to have a wedding without a reception party and absolutely nothing is wrong with that and nothing is wrong with you do you understand especially like i said if you're going financially and you're like see or you're not even going financially you just feel okay i don't want that to be part of my day 
Some people have something like that that they do, okay? Now, you can simply choose to have the joining service in your place of worship. And it can even be on a weekday. It doesn't have to be a weekend. Nobody wrote it anywhere that you must get married at a weekend. Most times we choose weekend because of, you know, schedules of other people that are coming to celebrate with us. So some people actually have their weddings on weekdays. So you can decide to say, okay, well, I'm trying to, you know, work on budgeting and all of that. And then decide to have your wedding on a weekday. Make a guest list that is very precise and invite them accordingly. And you can state it on invitation that there will be no reception for the wedding. So that people that are planning reception as they are coming for your wedding you can manage their expectation accordingly if that is your plan okay and you can also choose the resources you know to have an expanded honeymoon or invest it into your family life afterwards so like i said everything depends on what the both of you have as visions and plans and what you're looking forward to some people don't want the whole stress and all that of wedding some people want it and it's all fine and some other people can say, okay, instead of spending so much on my wedding, I want to rather have a very grand honeymoon. And then the life after our wedding, I want us to invest into that instead. If that's your plan, that's all fine and well. But, you know, if the, to appreciate the guests that, you know, are coming into the that are coming to the to the to the wedding um service you can actually have a goodie bag you know to be shared after the church service now your goodie bag can contain packed meal so i'm just this is me giving you um like a small guideline if you're thinking okay i want to do a no reception wedding but i don't know how to go about it so this is like how to go about it really um after the service for the day you can have a goodie bag in the goodie bag have packed meals drinking water a souvenir and anything else you desire to add, okay? So everybody that comes, you just give them that, and that's it, right? And then you can decide to have the traditional marriage the same day and be joined afterwards, maintaining your traditional outfits. That way, for some people, that's the way they used to cut off wedding dress and its extensions, and it's not the type or color of the outfit really that validates the marriage, right? So it depends on what you want. There are people that don't even bother doing so many things. As they are in their traditional wedding, they do their joining there in the traditional outfits and that's it. Everything depends on your choice and your desire. Okay. So now with this simple plan of, you know, a, a very simplified wedding, you just need you, your spouse, with your personal effect and grooming, officiating ministers, your family, your friends, the vehicle to convey you to the wedding, the photographer, videographer this goodie bag plan that i talked about your hair your nail your makeup your dress and anything else you intend to add plan a dinner for two at your hotel place that is for you and your husband and enjoy an intimate moment and if you want very close friends and families to be there so you can let them know and it still saves you a lot of event logistic costs so some people can decide to say okay um family and friends so you can come for dinner at so so and so hotel by this time okay and that for you that's just like appreciation and a time to just chair together fellowship together and all that so that can be your own style that you're adopting for the day i'm just trying to say that we should expand our minds to see different sides because different people are taking this course and at at, at, at everyone is at a different level in their life at this time so i'm hoping that this will be able to help you to guide you as we make all of these choices that you're making and honestly with this plan 
for those that are thinking, okay, um, I want to really save a whole lot when it comes to my wedding and I don't want the pressure of the wedding. When you do this, you're going to cut off event planner plan. <laughs> you cut off DJ and band. You cut off decorator, cut off cake designer, cut off venue booking, cut off reception dress, cut off beverages, cut off buffet, cut off servers, cut off MC, cut off other things that, you know, are needed. Maybe ushers, protocol, security, and all of those things that come um, with planning a wedding and maybe a lot of pressure also, you know, from yourself. And if this is your desired wedding, trust me, it does not make you less married than anyone. Be sure to make your choice based on what gives you joy and fulfillment the most. And you can afford the thing that you have done. Just make sure it's what you can afford and it's in line with God's will for your life. And please, if this is not your desired wedding, don't look down on those that have chosen this path. Also, if you want to have that big grand wedding, it's your dream, you can afford it, you've worked towards it, your family can afford it, they're there to support you too. Please don't feel guilty and don't feel bad for a second. There is absolutely no, nothing wrong with you for choosing to have a grand reception. Make sure it's really grand. Have fun. Enjoy it. So that when you even look at the pictures, you'll be happy with yourself that, ah, this is my wedding. I'm so proud of myself for everything we did, you know, for this wedding. There's nothing wrong with it. Whatever path you choose, it just depends on where you are in life. And for people that started out doing maybe very small wedding and say, oh, no reception and different things because they were growing financially. Hey, who told you that that's how things will always be? In a few years' time, maybe 10 years from now, you want to do a vow renewal and all that, and you can throw a bigger party. Hey, go ahead. And then some people even do a remarriage for themselves, like with their same spouse, you know. And, you know, they have more fun at that time because they feel, okay, they are able to really afford what they want at that particular time. In fact, some people, they may not be able to afford a honeymoon right now. But then, yes, to come for some people, maybe five years later, they can really travel. I've seen couples that maybe years later, they say, oh, wow, now we really have time to go for our honeymoon. It all depends on what both of you have agreed to do. All right? So minding your business really is a sign of serious self-respect. And I hope... This will be able to guide you through as you plan, as you think about, you know, your big day and put a lot of things in place towards your wedding. I really hope this helps you and this puts a lot of things in place for you. All right. I want to say thank you for being a part of this very exciting model. The future is bright already. I expect you to soar only. And I want you to know that I really do love you so very much. Feel free to expand it beyond this scope. This was simply an awakening. And I thank you for taking session three, model three um, of this preparatory course. It has three parts. <laughs> and I'm super excited to walk this journey with you. I'm looking forward to sharing more exciting insights and moments with you because you will never recover from a good start. So welcome to a polished and fit you for your marital destiny. I'm still your privileged project facilitator. Thank you. You call me FT the awakener so the next model is going to just focus on it's your wedding day i'm so delighted to be doing this with you and i really do love you have a beautiful time and um i also try and see that you have the checklist like basic checklist you know um for the for, from from the next um, model right for the wedding day have fun bye bye